Welcome to the Words That Minister Grace podcast. In this podcast, we read excerpts from books that the host finds edifying. Expect to hear from authors such as Matthew Henry, John Calvin, and J.C. Ryle. We take our name from Ephesians 4.29, where Paul exhorts us that our speech should build up each other, or as the King James says, minister grace. I am your host, the fake King Hesse. On this episode, we read Exodus 16.22-31 and read Matthew Henry's commentary on it. Matthew Henry covers in quick succession how the Sabbath predated the law, our duty to limit works of necessity, our duty to follow God's laws, and the duties of a leader. Exodus 16.22-31 And it came to pass that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread to omers for one man, and all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. And he said unto them, This is that which the Lord hath said, Tomorrow is the rest of the holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which ye will bake today, and seeth that ye will seeth, and that which remaineth over lay up for you to be kept until the morning. And he laid it up until the morning, as Moses bade, and it did not stink, neither was there any worm therein. And Moses said, Eat that today, for today is the Sabbath unto the Lord. Today ye shall not find it in the field. Six days ye shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in it there shall be none. And it came to pass that there went out some of the people on the seventh day for it to gather, and they found none. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long refuse ye to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for the Lord hath given you the Sabbath, therefore he giveth you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Abide ye every man in his place, let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. And the house of Israel called the name thereof manna, and it was like coriander seed, white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. We have here, one, a plain intimation of the observing of a seventh-day Sabbath, not only before the giving of the law upon Mount Sinai, but before the bringing of Israel out of Egypt, and therefore from the beginning, Genesis 2.3. If the Sabbath had not been first instituted, how could Moses have understood what God said to him? Verse 5. Concerning a double portion to be gathered on the sixth day, without making any express mention of the Sabbath. And how could the people so readily take the hint, verse 22, even to the surprise of the rulers, before Moses had declared that it was done with a regard to the Sabbath, if they had not had some knowledge of the Sabbath before? The setting apart of one day in seven for holy work, and in order to that for holy rest, was a divine appointment ever since God created man upon the earth, and the most ancient of positive laws. The way of Sabbath sanctification is the good old way. 2. The double provision which God made for the Israelites, and which they were to make for themselves on the sixth day. God gave them on the sixth day the bread of two days, verse 29. Pointing them to rest on the seventh day, he took care that they should be no losers by it, and none ever will be losers by serving God. On that day they were to fetch in enough for two days and to prepare it, verse 23. The law was very strict, that they must bake and cease the day before, and not on the Sabbath day. This does not make it unlawful for us to dress meat on the Lord's day, but directs us to contrive our family affairs so they may hinder us as little as possible in the work of the Sabbath. Works of necessity, no doubt, are to be done on that day, but it is desirable to have as little as may to do of things necessary for the life that now is, that we may apply ourselves the more closely to the one thing needful. That which they kept of for their food on the Sabbath day did not putrefy, verse 24. When they kept it in opposition to a command, verse 20, it stank. When they kept it in obedience to a command, it was sweet and good, for everything is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. 3. The intermission of the manna on the seventh day. God did not send it then, and therefore they must not expect it, nor go out to gather it. Verse 25-26. This showed that it was not produced by natural causes, and that it was designed for confirmation of the divine authority of the law which was to be given by Moses. 
Thus God took an effectual course to make them remember the Sabbath day. They could not forget it, nor the day of preparation for it. Some, it seems, went out on the seventh day expecting to find manna, verse 27, but they found none. For those that will find must seek in the appointed time, seek the Lord while he may be found. God upon this occasion said to Moses, How long refuse you to keep my commandments? Verse 28. Why did he say this to Moses? He was not disobedient. No, but he was the ruler of a disobedient people, and God charges it upon him that he might the more warmly charge it upon them, and he might take care that their disobedience should not be through any neglect or default of his. It was for going out to seek for a manna on the seventh day that they were thus reproved. Note. 1. Disobedience, even in a small matter, is very provoking. 2. God is jealous for the honor of his Sabbaths. If walking out on the Sabbath to seek for food was thus reproved, walking out on that day purely to find our own pleasure cannot be justified. Thanks for listening. In the show notes, you can find contact information and a link to the text from today. Remember to heed Paul when he says in Ephesians 4.29 to Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers.